0: Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell, be they sad, amazing or even inspirational. I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts.
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.
0: Rob Nichols, thank you very much for talking to Human Stories. Uh, You're the minister at uh, the Welsh Church of Central London.
1: Yes, indeed, and thanks for the invitation. It's very nice to be
0: with you. You're very welcome. Um, Human Stories is all about all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds and different uh, walks of life, Mm -hmm. and um, I I reckon you've probably had quite an interesting life because you ended up (laughs) being a minister. Um, Let's start not necessarily right at the beginning, but as far back as you can remember in your your childhood. Where were you born? Uh, Presumably somewhere in Wales.
1: I was indeed. Uh, it's qu- quite a famous village in Wales. It's, it's a little village on the Gower coast. I'm sure perhaps some of your listeners will be familiar. with a Beautiful area there mm. outside Swansea, the Gower coast. And it's a little village called Penclough, which is uh, famed for its cockle picking uh, industry. Yeah. Uh, in fact, as far back as Roman times, apparently, uh, it was famed for, for cockle picking. And uh, again, perhaps some of you... Uh, listeners might well have heard of a, another, a famous musician from the village, uh, uh, Carl Jenkins, of adiemus uh, fame. He, he's from the same village as myself.
0: Wow! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm learning uh, already. We're learning things about Wales. Okay, so uh, there you were. You were born in Wales. Um, you went to a local school, I presume, and then <laughs> and then what happened? Um, I want to try and find out what made you go into the ministry. Yeah, um, and well, what happened to you before before that what leading up to that point
1: yeah well i mean you know i i I'd always been brought up in a in a Christian home and always attended church and chapel and uh of course nonconformist chapel to, to us in wales that's the uh the predominant uh, sort of denomination uh and you mentioned i went off to school and to gowerton and then went to college uh, at Aberystwyth to study music that that was my uh, my uh, my field and my delight uh the organ, piano, and singing. But, uh, you know, the pull of the church had always been there. Uh, and, you know, if you, you ask, uh, perhaps, when I decided I wanted to go into the ministry, I'd say forever, since the very beginning, since, since 12, 13, 14, right. I'd imagined myself as a minister. But uh, perhaps, um, you know, not prepared to, uh, or willing or even frightened to... Uh, uh, to make the commitment and uh, you know thinking of uh well, what could I do I could be a teacher this that the other and for um for many years I felt as if I'd been uh, uh, you know drifting in and out of, of various careers and what have you but it that call to the ministry uh, was always there in the background
0: were your parents because, yeah, involved with the church at all
1: well, yes, and then
0: they were mem- church members, my mm.
1: grandparents, but both sets of grandparents on both my uh, mother and father's side. They were all, uh, uh, yes, heavily involved with the church. And uh, as a boy being brought up in, in Pencloud, uh, the chapel scene was quite a vibrant sort of musical scene as well with the uh, church choirs and what have you. And we had our uh, annual oratorial concerts. Uh, and my, my life uh, really revolved around the chapel. Mm. And, uh, uh, okay.
0: Yes. So, uh, so you, you sort of realised when you were a young lad that you'd like to be a priest or a minister. Um, so it wasn't sort of a, a defining moment that you sort of saw the light. No. Yeah, well, indeed, you
1: know, <laughs> a lot of people, they, they talk about, a, you know, like a, a Saul to Paul and a road to Damascus uh, experience. But it, it wasn't that at all. Uh, it was a sort of um, a gradual Growing and, and sort of maturing uh, in the faith, as it were. As I said, I've al- always attended church and chapel, but uh, over the years, uh, just a sort of a quiet confirmation, as it were, of, mm. of, of these things. And uh, uh, as I say, we you know we talk about the, the hand of fate or providence. Uh, we, we, we prefer to say in religious uh, circles rather than fate, but uh, providence, and uh, you know how, how things sort of work together at times and. Mm. As I say, I'd been through uh, uh, quite a career. I'd started off as I, say, I studied music at, at college and then gone into teaching. I taught music for about 10 years oh. uh, and then uh, went into um, television and radio in, in Cardiff. Um, sort of just accidentally got into that. A friend of mine said that you know they were looking at a, uh, for, a, uh, for a researcher in uh, private uh, television company, and I just sort of fell into that work mm. and did that for a number of years. Um, but as I say, uh, it, it was as if I was, um, uh, you know... It was always nagging in the background. Nagging, it, it was always there in the background, and, uh, something that perhaps I was trying to to avoid to a certain
0: extent. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so you went off to college. Uh, you said you studied music. Um, how about... Uh, Theology? Um, Did you have to? You obviously went to college or university to study that.
1: What I did after, uh, you know, I'd always sort of been a lay preacher, as it were, uh, uh, preached uh, very often on a Sunday in in various churches and chapels, uh, but I hadn't formally studied uh, theology in, in a theology college. Uh, So when I decided to go to the ministry, I had been coming up to London here to preach as a guest preacher, as a lay preacher in in the central London church here at Oxford Circus. Uh, And when the the previous minister retired, uh, it was really through uh, his encouragement as well that he said, uh, well, have you ever thought of coming up for the full-time ministry? I said, well, I've often thought about going into the ministry, but uh, but, but never made the plunge. And I was actually... um, uh, inducted into the ministry without uh, formal uh, qualifications as it, as it were okay so then i studied uh while here in situ as a mm-hmm. minister i i did a course course from afar as it were from the baptist college in Banga, Banga university uh, baptist college there and um uh, studied uh, studied externally and uh, did a number of papers there whilst uh, in my job
0: here. Fantastic. So you did everything back to front. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, you're now the Minister of the Welsh Church of Central London. Um, how long have you been there?
1: I've been here now for, this will be my fifth year uh, okay. in London. We're, we're very centrally uh, placed here, just uh, well, a few hundred yards from Oxford Circus. We're uh, one of the, the, the 14 I think 12 or 14 surviving Welsh churches and chapels in in London there were 38 at one time really wow uh, but, uh, yes.
0: what um what would you say is different about your church compared to those others
1: well I mean the uh, the obvious difference uh in our church compared with all other, other churches it, in London, apart from the other Welsh churches, of course, is the fact that our, our services are bilingual in English and in Welsh. Mm. They were, at one time, many years ago, completely in Welsh, 100% in Welsh. But we uh, we have many members now who are, who are either Welsh learners or perhaps the third, fourth, even fifth generation London Welsh people who, who have lost the mother tongue, as it were. Uh, and we have bilingual services. So we still sing in Welsh, or all our hymns are in Welsh. And as I say, that's the same in, in all other uh, London Welsh churches. Uh, so that's the, the main difference, as I say, between us and, and, and all other churches in London uh, is the fact that uh, that we hold our services uh, bilingually.
0: You can't beat a Welsh singing voice, can you?
1: You cannot. And uh, as I say, I'm not, uh, I, I, I might well be biased in saying that, but you uh, <laughs> no, no, can't beat Welsh singing. I'd can agree. I'd
0: about? agree. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you've got yeah. Shirley Bassey, you've got uh, Tom Jones. Tom Jones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> been terrible on the opera scene. And,
0: yeah, yeah. And, yeah, there's loads. That's uh, so good uh, fabulous. And we
1: Still have good, uh, good four part hymn singing. You know, with all the soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, uh, we, we have good, uh, good singing
0: here. Lovely. You're listening to Human Stories with me, Tony Lloyd. I'm talking to Rob Nichols, who's the minister at the Welsh Church of Central London. I asked him what he personally got out of his job.
1: Oh well, I mean, where to begin? It's you uh, well, it's an honour, it's a privilege uh, to to be a minister. Uh, I mean, obviously, working with people, being with people, just sharing in their lives, you know, life experiences from the joys to, to, to their sorrows. You know, I think of, mm-hmm. of uh, the whole gamut of uh, uh, of experiences and of life. I'm there with, with people, you know, when, when they're celebrating the, the birth of a baby, when they're celebrating lovely. Birthdays and anniversaries, and also with them there to sympathise, you know, and losing loved ones. It's uh, well, it's it's just a great privilege mm-hmm. to, uh, to to be part of people's lives in that way.
0: How do you see yourself in the local community?
1: Well, as uh, I'm, I'm always here to <laughs> to be a, uh, to, be a here, to be a year to their troubles, as it were. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm I. I support all the, all things welsh here in london there's still quite a, a vibrant uh, L- london welsh community with uh, with cultural links we have the london welsh social center we have a number of choirs uh, and other uh, other cultural groups we have the welsh medium school which uh, i was um, uh, a governor up until last year i did a stint as a governor uh, at the school uh, so all cultural events and uh, I'm I'm, uh, involved in those and like to support all of those
0: who supports you in your role because you said that you know you have to deal with all sorts of emotional um, uh, events Um, it must uh, wear on you sometimes perhaps well I
1: I, I don't say physically or emotionally I haven't felt it uh, that much uh, thus far but uh, I have uh, I always say it works two ways. You know, people say, oh, we, we're so glad that you're here as minister. But I say, I'm so glad that I have them as congregation because I can honest, I can say in all honesty, that's all I've had since I've been here is, uh, is support and, uh, uh, and you know, and uh, great welcome from the outset and support and, and they're a great bunch of people. And, uh, well, we, we all support each other.
0: Mm. Yeah that's good uh, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about becoming a minister and maybe they they haven't seen the light or they haven't had it in their blood from birth and and so on but they're thinking about it uh, what do you say to those people
1: you you'll know you'll know yourself if it's for you don't uh well as i say i was nearly uh i was late 40s early 50, I was nearly 50 years old when i went into the minister ministry uh i'm Glad in a way that I did wait because I had all those life experiences before. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wasn't ready before, but I was ready then. But it's most definitely the best decision that I made personally. But after saying that, I don't think, I don't feel that I made the decision. The decision was uh, made for me. And I can honestly say uh, that I feel that uh, all the biggest decisions in my life, I haven't made them personally. They've been made somehow or other as I say, come back to the, the hand of providence, as it were, mm. uh, that they have been made for me. And uh, I don't think it was my decision to go into the ministry. Uh, it was uh, somebody else who, who's got his, uh, his his or her, mm. uh, his, his, uh, pulse his finger on the pulse, as it were.
0: Do you think it's a good idea for people just to wait to see what happens, or for the hand of providence, or do you think people should be more proactive?
1: Well, it, it's, it's a bit of both. It's, always, mm. it's like... Uh, uh, like prayer with action, isn't it? If you only, pr- only pray and don't do anything about it, mm. I don't think uh, much will get done. But, uh, you know, it's it's the truth. God helps those who help themselves. The old, uh, well, the old yeah. adage.
0: Yeah. Uh, How long do you think you, you'll have your job? I mean, well, I'm not suggesting you're going to get oh. fired. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, do you have it for life or until you've had yeah. enough?
1: as I say I envisage, I envisage as, as long as they want me and uh, I will be here um, uh, as I said that there's no uh, in the chapel scenario non-conformist uh, uh, tradition that there's no uh, contract as such I am here as the minister as long as long as they as I say they want me and, and I, I want them and, okay. and I envisage.
0: Uh, now the, the, the oh, church that would... your church used to be called the Welsh Baptist Church didn't it correct me if I'm yes. wrong? Um, Why is it now different?
1: Yeah, it was the only Welsh Baptist church in in London. Um, Well, there were two, but many years ago, another one closed and and joined. Uh, It was called Castle Street Welsh Baptist Chapel, because we're here on East Castle Street, as it happens, but it was known as Castle Street. And then two other churches joined together, two congregational churches. One uh, was at King's Cross uh, very near to, to the uh, train station there, and the other was down in uh, in Chelsea, Radnor Walk, off the King's Road in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they decided uh, that their numbers were dwindling, uh, and they decided to join together, join forces here in the centre, uh, and they sold their buildings and came together. So we thought we'd uh, incorporate everyone, mm-hmm. and seen as we we're interdenominational or even a non-denominational. Uh, church between the Baptists and the Congregationalist, and then we renamed as as the Welsh Church of Central London.
0: Understand? Fabulous. Um, tell me finally about uh, the Welsh Church of Central London. What what goes on there? What are the services and um, what? Usually, things, yeah,
1: yeah. Not during this uh, this period of lockdown, no. <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, usually we, we have uh, three services on a Sunday. We have a. a a morning service at 11 we have a, an adult sunday school and in the afternoon at 4 30 then an evening service at six we also have a a, a week uh, a weekday service uh, 12 o'clock on, on a wednesday sort of informal uh, gathering where we have like a bible study and then we have a tea and coffee and chat afterwards uh, and we also, uh, once a month, we have a society meeting on a Saturday afternoon, more of a sort of social, and we have different speakers coming to on um, historical or musical or uh, whatever cultural uh, topics, hmm. uh, So and, and various concerts. Of course, we're very centrally placed here. We have a, have a number of visiting choirs from Wales and, and other places come along and, and use the building, and we have a, a number of concerts. So it's a, quite a, a vibrant place, uh, usually, as I say, it's very very quiet uh, at the moment yeah during the, uh, during the past months
0: yeah that's why we're talking on zoom obviously which is a shame but uh, but it's good anyway and we can still get the message um, out to to our audience so that's okay okay how do people find you the Welsh Church of central London I know you have a website
1: yes we do in fact uh, it's uh, ww uh, now the, the Welsh uh, uh, Name is Eglwys Cambrai Canolshin Den, but I believe it's in English as well. The Welsh Church of Central London. If you uh, type that in, and we also have our uh, Facebook and, uh, uh, and uh, Facebook and Twitter feeds and Instagram, uh, just put it in the Welsh Church of Central London, and I'm sure you'll be uh, uh, you'll be directed to the uh, to the right sites.
0: Fantastic. Rob Nichols, Minister of the Welsh Church of Central London, thank you very much for talking to Human Stories. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to get your message across, contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved.
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.